You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing great. All right, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's always important. Uh, first of all, a correction from the last podcast. Um, I, I don't know if we actually said this because I didn't listen to our podcast because <laughs> I was the one talking. Yeah, but, we don't um, recommend it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we might have said Tanner Bailey committed to Oregon. And he has not committed to Oregon yet, but he's got about a gazillion crystal balls to Oregon. So I think that the the thinking is he will be committing to Oregon, um, right. but he has not yet. So I think that, um, you know, that should – I don't know if we actually said he's committed. Of course, the quarterback out of Gordo. But, well, boy, somebody's already honking their disapproval at this uh, retraction. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, just a quick update on that. Yeah, uh, Tanner Bailey uh, committed – I mean, uh, took a visit. And you know when you when you're from Gordo, Alabama, and and you 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 go all the way on an unofficial visit, which means out of your own pocket, just to look around, you go all the way to Eugene, Oregon. You have to figure it's pretty serious. And uh, is he good enough to play there? Heck yeah! Uh, and uh, you know Oregon has an excellent reputation of developing quarterbacks. Everybody might might have noticed Justin Herbert this past year was one of the best rookie quarterbacks of all time. Frankly. So uh, it's a big deal to get an offer from Oregon, and, it, and it's proof that uh, the Tanner Bailey's a really good prospect, certainly is in the eyes of Oregon. And again, like we talked about on the podcast yesterday, uh, the kid Alabama took at quarterback is great. No problems there. Uh, but Auburn is who you really scratch your head. Like, is Auburn, is Auburn really not taking their legacy player? Now, Tanner Bailey, uh, his dad was a baseball player and I think a football player at Auburn. And uh, God, I, it's a real head-scratcher for me that Auburn didn't uh, didn't take Tanner Bailey. Oregon is clearly happy to uh, take him off their hands. Yeah, and um, look, I just want him to go somewhere and thrive, and it would be very interesting because they did take Robbie Ashford from Hoover. Um, and I know a guy who has worked with Robbie Ashford a lot, and, you know, he – I know that they lost – Oregon had a transfer, Tyler Sloaf or Slogue or something. Yeah, Tyler Sloaf. Yep. And uh, Slough. he uh, – yep. Slough? Slough, I think. Is it Shaw? Tyler Shaw. Shaw. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's like Doug Shows or Doug Shows? Sort of, but more I mean, competent. Whatever. Who gives a damn? Um, but anyway, um, so, yeah, they, they've got another guy from Alabama. And, uh, and Robbie Ashford – you know, he could be making a move for that spot. I mean, it's um, he's he was a good player at Hoover, and so that'd be interesting if Oregon had two dudes from the state of Alabama as no two of their top three quarterbacks. That would be something kind of funky and relatively unexpected. No doubt. Yeah, really cool. And uh, I was a big Robbie Ashford fan the year that uh, the year that Robbie came out. Uh, I I was a big fan of his. I, I thought he would do really well. Uh, I think he was committed to Ole Miss at one point. Uh, he did. And I'm not I'm not sure what happened with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Robbie Ashford. I, I thought he'd be a good player. And, uh, again, Oregon does a good job of uh, of of basically developing their, their quarterback talent. So, cool. 
Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a, a quick break because I got a couple things I want to get into that'll take a little bit longer. So uh, to start with this break, I'm going to tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is the place you got to go to get all the parts your car will ever need. Go to RockAuto.com. Just give them a chance. Go check out uh, their rearview mirror collection. Go check out their chassis collection. Their um, axle rods. I don't even know what car part to Rock Auto. Go find a mechanic, say what I need. He'd say you need this. He'd give me a price. I'd go to Rock Auto, get it much, much, much cheaper, and then I'd buy it, and then I'd just pay him for the labor. That's how I'd probably do it. I think that's the way to go. But some of you guys out there are do-it-yourselfers when it comes to cars, and rockauto.com can certainly help you with that. They will save you a ton of money at rockauto.com. That's R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. You know the jingle. You've heard the jingle. Don't pretend you hadn't heard the jingle, and don't pretend you hadn't sung it in your head ever since I've started doing these live reads for Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Also, want to tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. With all the money you save at Rock Auto, take that money, go to BetOnline.ag, make some more money, and then you've actually paid for the car parts you just got from Rock Auto. That's how you do it. BetOnline.ag is the place to go to put any bet in you want. Look, you can bet on everything. Of course, the SEC tournament, the Pac-12 tournament, Big 10 tournament, NCAA futures. Um, They've got things like first pick in the NFL draft. Right now, I think Trevor Lawrence is like 50 to 1 or 1 to 50, I should say. And uh, Justin Fields is 12 to 1. Panay Sewell is 18 to 1. Look, if you think Trevor Lawrence is a lock, go put you some cash down on Trevor Lawrence. He, He probably is a lock. Then they've got, you can bet on the second pick overall, third pick overall, who will be the second quarterback selected. You can bet on who will be the third quarterback selected. And you can bet on reality TV. Anything you want to bet on, bet on at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Promo code Locked On. You'll get that 50% welcome bonus. Finally, I want to tell everybody about Kaleidoscope. Media. Look, I've been reading and telling you about Kaleidoscope Media the last several podcasts. If you're building a new home or remodeling your current home and need to truly envision your dream before greenlighting this project, you'll want to hear me out. The good folks at Kaleidoscope Media can help with all your architectural visualization needs from seeing and exploring your remodel layout, envisioning your custom kitchen to fully realize new home construction and planning. They can help you do it all. Look, these are two great people. It's a husband and wife duo of Cassie and Michael Moore out of Baldwin County. Michael served two tours in Iraq and is a decorated disabled veteran. Following his military career, he pursued a degree in industrial design, and his talent, coupled with Cassie's love for people, made the perfect combination for a business to start. Kaleidoscope Media, their goal is to help you save money on future builds, remodels, and additions by virtually building the space using 3D modeling and photorealistic renderings. These are great people. Trust me on this. Call them today, 251-517-7188. That's 251-517-7188. Or visit www.kal-media.com. That's cal-media.com and see their amazing work for yourself. All right, Jimmy. Um, I want to tell everybody, go check out Locked on Bets, by the way. If you're going to do betonline.ag, you should also check out Locked on Bets. Um, <clears throat> that's another podcast from the Locked on Family Networks. So I, I want, I'm going to end it positively. So I want to use this segment to talk about apparently former and current and former and current 
high school coach, Rush Probst, had some very interesting things to say in some kind of weirdo phone recorded video message with some other dude in the Valdosta, Georgia area. I don't even know all the the setup. I listened to some of it. It's barely audible. It's it's recorded as if it was Watergate. And um, it's just a, what a weird setup. But for those who don't know, Rush Probst was the coach at Hoover for a long time. Uh, he was the coach at Two-A-Days during the Two-A-Days time on MTV. And then he moved on. He's coached a few other places. And he always seems to leave in some sort of disgrace, it feels like. Uh, he apparently had has led a couple of secret lives. Uh, you know, this is all alleged, I think. But he's also just, he, there's something not right. And um, anyway, he's on video uh, talking about, now you never see his face, but you can hear him talking about how Georgia and Alabama have these various money funneling setups, et cetera. It's also, it, it really sounded like a dude reading from a message board. That's all it sounded like. And I've seen some other sites like Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn sites going, oh, this ought to hammer Georgia and Alabama. And I'm like, I I don't know that anybody's going to take the word of a dude who sounds like he's just verbally being a message board. Are you there, Jimmy? Yes, I am. I am. It broke up oh, one second. Oh, you, were, you were talking about uh, it sounded like Rush was reading it from a message board. And then the phone broke up. Yeah. Call broke up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, it sounded like he was reading it from a message board and he just, uh, he just, he's not a real credible dude. So uh, I'm not worried about this in the least. I think it, it really does just sound like somebody spouting off a dumbass theory. I'm not worried about any of it. Uh, I mean, I just don't, I, I think you summed it up. I mean, I, I don't think that uh, it's very credible, particularly spoken in that light uh, when it was not for for public consumption. Rush is going through yet another big time drama uh, and there's litigation going on in Valdosta where he's supposed to be the new coach or something and the old coach is filing a lawsuit and Rush is involved in it. I'm assuming this is out there some way to smear, you know, Rush or and who's smearing Alabama. But, you know, one thing kind of interesting, <clears throat> I, I think since Rush has been in Georgia, there has been a couple of kids uh, signed uh, with Alabama out of his programs. But the, the one that I remember was a linebacker a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, that I really, really wanted uh, to sign and was a high-priority player for Alabama and Georgia. And the kid chose Tennessee. So... I'm I, I, I'm just saying, you know, if Alabama and Georgia are out throwing big money around to all these guys, and Rush knows it, did it, did Tennessee outbid Alabama and Georgia for that kid, or did they not offer the kid anything? I mean, I'm just saying, uh, the last kid I, that I specifically recall that was Rush's kid, he he signed with Tennessee and not not Alabama or Georgia. Kids is like Peterson, if I remember right, Jay something. Jason yeah. Peterson. I think he ended up leaving the program, by the way. Yeah, he ended up not being a, a very good player, which strange. I, I thought he was going to be awesome. I, I remember loving his high school tape. Uh, but, yeah, he ended up not being a significant player at Tennessee. But, uh, again, you know, it's one, of the, it's one of the reasons I hate stories about all of stuff like this, unless there are some rock-solid evidence, because I just happen to think a lot of it is made-up message board stuff. I mean – you know, if if 
if if all of these schools are are offering all this money, that that's a lot of stories to tell out there. None of them ever really get told. And uh, and secondly, Alabama and Georgia don't sign everybody they want. So who's outbidding them? You know, when when you don't get them, uh, you know, are some kids really turning down money to play somewhere else for free? I, I, that sounds hard to believe. I, I just think there's always too many questions for me. I, I just tend to ignore those types of stories until until it's clearly an NCA matter, you know, that they're investigating because they have evidence that, that, that there's rules being broken. No, I, I agree with you. It's just, it's so funny to see people get up in arms about this. You know, meanwhile, it's, it's very convenient that Tennessee fans have just completely forgotten that, you know, hey, uh, apparently we were passing out cash in McDonald's bags. Um, <laughs> yeah. And LSU fans going hey. nuts. Uh, at the same I get, time, it, it comes from me being a lawyer. But if you want to know the thing that sets me off the most, and I can get upset about general fandom, but the thing that sets me off the most is you're a fan of a program that is, is a highly competitive program, and there is proof or a credible story that your program is breaking the rules, and you don't believe that. But what you do believe is the barber of your eighth cousin who told a story drunk at three in the morning, uh, you know, by cable from Puerto Rico about your rival may or may not have given a hundred dollar handshake to some kid. And you believe that and you're ready to put your rival under the jail, but you never believe the highly credible, almost proven story against your own team. And gosh, that, that just, I mean, are people really, love their program so much that it makes them 100% dense. Yes. You know, uh, yep, you're right. That's true. I mean, a hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But it's, 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 uh, that just drives me nuts. The my people this morning were wondering why Auburn was left out of the rush pro story. I saw it on a big public message board this morning, like, how come uh, Rush Probes didn't clear, turn in Auburn? They're clearly cheating. And I was moved to respond to that. Just like, like I said, as a shot at Gus Malzahn, really, I'm like, if Auburn is cheating, they're doing it wrong because their roster yeah. sucks. I mean, their roster is not good. Who, who are they buying and why? And, and I mean, why would any Alabama fan in the world right now be upset with Auburn's cheating and recruiting? We're recruiting better than anyone has ever recruited in the history of college football and Auburn sort of sucks. And there are fans upset that Auburn is cheating. Hell, if they're cheating, I hope they keep doing exactly whatever the hell they're, they're, they're doing. I hope whatever they're doing, keep doing that. Cause it sucks. <laughs> it's not good. Their roster, their roster player one through 85 is fourth in the West at best. At best, I'm not convinced they're fourth. If I'm wrong, they're fifth. Now, no, I'm, I'm with you. But their 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 roster is fourth in the West, and they would also definitely be behind Florida and Georgia, which makes them sixth in the SEC at best. And I'm not convinced that Tennessee might not. Well, I guess a lot of those Tennessee guys just left. But yeah, Auburn Auburn is not recruiting alongside. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M. They're just not. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. 
And yeah, Tennessee, meanwhile, was last one out, turn off the lights kind of situation, but that's yeah. over there. Tennessee, um, if they'd kept Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt, they'd have a better roster than Auburn next year. As a matter of fact, I, I would say, had Tennessee not fired Jeremy Pruitt and just kept with Jeremy and kept recruiting the way they were and none of those players had left, I would be out loud vocal about, I'm not sure they play next year. I don't think they do, but I would be saying Tennessee's better than Auburn. But They don't play next year. But I don't. But I don't think that anymore. Too many good players left. Coaching transition. They'll 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 be a mess next year. Uh, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. And when we come back, I want to talk about some uh, basketball awards for our fabulous group of fabulous basketball fabulousness. Okay, so Jimmy, USA Today has come out with um, they're all SEC basketball team awards, and I think. Eventually, uh, however this works, the AP or whatever, um, or SEC. How does that work? Does the SEC – I mean, why am I blanking on this? Does the SEC come out with, like, their coach of the year, or is it, like, the AP coach of the year, or do they have their own each? Or Why am I blanking on this shit? I don't even know. Uh, To to my knowledge, I I think there's – just like in football, I think there's an AP awards and coaches awards. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, anyway, um, Nate Oates wins Coach of the Year, according to USA Today. I think that's an absolute no-brainer, even though I did watch SEC Network yesterday. And Dari Noka, who is really um, – you hate to be like, ah, this guy hates my team and all that shit. But he was like, you know, I'm giving my nod for Coach of the Year to, Eric, to Musselman. I'm like, why? They came in second. And I know they ended on a nice streak. That's great. But they came in second by a couple of games. They got I mean, hired also the same exact year. They were hired at the same time and the same year. And I would argue Arkansas has some basketball advantages Alabama doesn't have. Uh, that's crazy to me. And I like Dari, but that's that's a little crazy to me. It's just, I mean, it's recency bias. That's what that is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. he's – Arkansas has been hot of late and they just beat Alabama, even though Alabama beat them by 30 something in Tuscaloosa. And it was a pretty close loss in Arkansas. Um, and, you know, let's give it to Musselman. Cause I mean, why the hell not? I mean, we just saw him and you know, Alabama's kind of old hat. That's, that's what that's all about. There's no other way to phrase that. Yeah. Um, that, that's meanwhile, just, that's insane to me. I mean, I'm going to get it next year because now Nate set the bar. So now it's going to be hard for him to win coach of the year again, because now people will expect Alabama to be good, but uh, that's crazy. So um, coach of the year, Nate Oates, um, SEC player of the year is Herb Jones, which it, look, kudos, testament to him. I think it is a little silly that he's in the Naismith talk. He's not, the best player in the country. He's one of my most beloved Alabama players of all time. That doesn't mean he's one of the best players in the country. Take yeah. Silly. And I think I'm being a senior and still playing sort of like, Hey, we want to recognize some dudes who stick around. I'm down with that. That's cool. Um, newcomer of the year was Cameron Thomas. I think that's, that's Fair. who I would go with. Now, again, on the SEC network, they both went with Moses Moody. Uh, either also one is very fair. Good. I wouldn't argue Cameron, either one. I'm arguing Cameron Thomas. Um, you know, that's fair. Sharif Cooper would be in the talk if he had played more than six games. Didn't, didn't play enough uh, games. Yeah. yeah. And defensive player of the year was Herb Jones. Uh, wow. A little surprised that he got both. 
I, I mean, I didn't know about these awards, so this is news to me. And uh, I expected Herb to win one and not the other. So cool. Um, first team All SEC, Cam Thomas, which is incredible. I think he was unanimous. I think he may have been the only unanimous one. Let me, yeah, he was the only unanimous selection, even though Herb Jones wouldn't play. I was just here. about to say, boy, Cam Thomas. I was just about to say, boy, Cam Thomas is going to be rich one day. Maybe I should say he's going to be richer one day. Yeah, he's going to be extraordinarily rich, and it's going to be sooner rather than later. I mean, he's he's going to have gonna a strong a ass night come NBA draft yeah. time. <laughs> um, Scotty Pippen Jr. I thought good that player. was a good, good player. player, but I mean, boy, I, okay, a reach a reach, but a good player for sure. Now he's a freshman too, right? Uh, no, he played last year. I, I think he's a second year he? player. Okay, boy. He must have – maybe I'm just uh, – again, I'm blanking there too, but uh, yeah, wow, I okay. Think, I, I, I think it's his second year, and I think he is like the most improved player in the league. I, I think he went from from really being a sidekick to that Saban Lee guy to being Batman, you know, overnight. Yeah. Uh, then Herb Jones, uh, Moses Moody, who sure. is who is a freshman, and I – I totally agree with that pick. It's just sure. it's interesting. They're two. That's a sign of the times. Two true freshmen on this, and then Trendon Watford, first team, yeah. really. Uh, I mean, that's a reach. Good player, good player. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I would have gone with John Petty. I think he made more threes than anybody in the whole league, and is if, if it's probably one of the top three or four defender defenders in the league. I mean, I. Well, this is. This is really about to piss you off then because uh, second team is South Carolina, A.J. Lawson, LSU, Javante Smart, Georgia, Severe Wheeler, who I love, Vandy, Dylan Disu, and Arkansas, Justin Smith. So no John Petty on either team. And here's what's interesting to me. Vandy, who was clearly the worst team in the league, has two guys. one player on the first team, one player on the second team. <laughs> that is uh, that's sort, that's sort of silly to me. But I hope it pisses Petty off and he scores 38 Friday. Yeah, that would be a, a, a nice thing. We could use that. Um, and then I also find it interesting, LSU has three guys on first and second team, and they probably the most disappointing team in the league. I, I mean, I guess Kentucky, you got to give that nod to Kentucky probably because – I'm Right. But, yeah, it'd be Kentucky, but I agree that uh, even though LSU is going to be in the NCAA tournament – um, you would think with that starting lineup, they would have really challenged Alabama to win the West, and they didn't. No, they didn't at all. Um, so I just, you know, interesting choices. And I, that even more solidifies Nate Oates as coach of the year to me uh, because he he didn't – he had one dude who wasn't even unanimous on the all-SEC team, on the first two teams. Yeah, and, and one thing that sort of backs up a couple of things. Uh, I love that Herb is the player of the year, and I think he deserves it because he is the heart and soul of the best team. So best player on the best team, I think, should always be the player of the year unless someone else was just uncanny great. Uh, and, and I don't think that exists this season. So I would vote for Herb Jones as player of the year too. I get it. But to me, in terms of like what kind of player Herb is – the basketball equivalent to me, Herb Jones is not Devontae Smith. He's not. I mean, that's not what he is in terms of 
this incredulous Heisman winning talent that's going to be maybe a top three pick in the draft potentially. Um, that's not who Herb is. Herb winning player of the year to me is the football equivalent of Landon Dickerson winning SEC player of the year. Yeah, good Landon call. was really good. He was really good and he was the leader and tone setter for the best offensive line in college football. And had he stayed healthy, is likely a first round pick. So Landon's really good. I would even argue Landon's the heart and soul of the football team, more so than Devontae or even Mac. So to me, Herb winning player of the year is like Landon winning SEC football player of the year, which is like a head scratcher, but I find their stories sort of similar, you know, in terms of, you know, Herb is just such the leader and heart and soul of this team more so than this uber gifted basketball phenom. No, I'm right there with you. Uh, Jimmy, let's go ahead and cut this one short today. We will be back tomorrow with more info and start getting you ready for the SEC tournament, which is uh, going to get started on Wednesday. And thankfully, we won't be playing on Wednesday. We've got uh, a long time before we play. We don't play till uh, Friday. Nice. Yeah, Friday yes. at 11 at a time that I'm personally not happy about, but that just has to do with my insane work schedule. And uh, But, yeah, I don't really get the number one seed playing at 11 a.m. on a Friday, but I suppose it has something to do with the one seed is usually a giant favorite over the eight, and it shouldn't be a close game. Uh, <laughs> I beg to differ, and this, this year's likely matchup is a little more compelling than normal, but – uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of 11 a.m. Central tip times. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't think anybody is. Alabama as a program generally isn't. Um, yeah. We don't yeah. seem to do well at it. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can survive in advance, as they say, in March. And this is March. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.